Welcome to the Grappling We See exactly. Grappling Rewind Podcast. Welcome to this week on the Grappling Rewind Podcast. On this week's show, we're going to recap the 2019 IBJJF Pan American Championships. We're going to preview Fight to Win 106 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We're going to preview the King of Mats 5. We're going to preview the Third Coast Grappling uh, Qualifier. We're also going to preview the Tap Out Cancer Black Belt Showcase and talk a little about the ADCC Brazilian Trials coming up next week. As always, I'm your host, Maine. You're with my co-host. Emil, who's going to correct you and say that's King of the Mat 5. King of, you said King of Mats, King man. King of the Mats. King of the mat, singular. Okay, you just said three different things now. Yeah, Emil, <laughs> if, you've, if you've listened to the show before, you know I do that a lot. Yeah, well, we're excited. Either we way. Just, we've just watched the pans. It is about 7 o'clock on Monday night, March 25th, 2019, and I have just watched more pans. Dude, it's every time we cover a major IBJJF event, my mind turns to mush the There's next, like, three days. 18 black belt adult finals matches and we're just gonna, just we're, just adult black belt finals matches there's over 300 overall black belt matches 1600 overall matches like yeah it's more fucking jujitsu than you can shake a stick at we're gonna cover all of the black belt adult finals matches because anything more than that this show becomes about six and a half hours long oh we're going over that i got some opinions about some semi semi-finals matches man yes and, and talk about i need the world to hear them all right, so uh, before we get into that, let's get into a little bit of news for the week. Um, there is none, because it is an IBJJF major event, and then pretty much whenever that happens, there is, uh, there's no news. It's like there's no promotions, no one gets into fucking brawls. Like It's great. We just cover one event, no but then you realize, you realize that there are eight mats running simultaneously for like three or four days, and then <laughs> if you go back and look at the videos of the last day, it's just 11, it's about 10 hours and 50 minutes of match footage per mat. For eight mats. Yeah. So uh, we're tired, and uh, this show comes out in about five hours, so let's get into it. So let's get right into it. Let's get into the recap of the 2018, 2018, 2019 IBJJF pans. Where do you want to start? So I want to start with just saying this is one of the four majors, right? So yeah. uh, it's worth mentioning, you know, we got the overall IBJJF, you know, like ultimate tournaments you have. You made this sound way more epic, the ultimate tournament. So you have four major events. If you win them all, This you... is a big fucking deal, man. Look, yeah, it is. It is. Like, if you look at the semifinals at any of these adult, you know, uh, black belt uh, divisions... These could be you're, your you're, world you're finals. See, exactly. They could be world finals. We're seeing previews. People are amping up for worlds, which is around the corner. Um, yep. So this is a... It's a very big deal. Um, the four tournaments, obviously, are Euros, Brasileros, Pans, and then Worlds themselves. Uh, so this is a big lead up. And if you're gonna win, you gotta win pans to win a Grand Slam this year. So guys that have already won the Euros that also win pans have two more, and then they Grand Slam it. So that's that's the Grand Slam of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, and uh, for the men, there's Levi Jones Leary who is now potentially Grand Slamming. And Wait, give spoilers away for the rest of the I'm event. I'm just saying. If you and then the Fionn show, Davies as well. Yeah, like, Fionn Davies also. We've got think, two potential Grand Slammers. That's a big fucking deal. There may be more, but that's all I looked up. Yeah, well. So where do you want to start with this one? Uh, let's start with uh, Kennedy, Marcel. This is Cabrinha's son. Just, I think, fucking potentially broke his arm. I think definitely broke his arm. I think definitely arm. broke his arm. I think Mateus Gabriel like snapped his shit. Holy shit, man. And, that was uh, fucking brutal. We saw the video. And then well, the weird thing I thought was like he lets his arm get broken. And then, then he escapes. So I was like, okay, so he got it broken, but he's escaped. And like he's going to do the gangster thing, the Jacare thing, and keep fighting. And then he like pulls back. 
and then like stops the match and then it's over. And it's like, wait, 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 you let your arm get broken. And then you say, by the way, way more gangster than I am. Let me not act like I'm some badass that would let that happen. But then like he stopped the match and I was like, wait, he says just... the guy with a broken back. It's a little broken, <laughs> but I can always put my shoes on now. So like I'm having a, I have a better time recently. I still haven't trained in like two months because yeah. I can't touch my feet. Uh, but... Maine, by the way, just showed me an inversion table that he just bought. So he's hanging upside down a la Batman. Like... Yeah, thanks a lot, Rachel, for putting that together for me because uh, I'm not good with Ikea shit. And it wasn't an Ikea thing, but it was basically the same thing. I looked at it. I took it out of the box and went, I'll wait till Rachel gets home and then she'll put this together for me. So getting back to Kennedy Marcel. <laughs> gets his arm broken, stops the match, and then it. Is it is it a loss via injury or loss via submission or like what? I'm sure it's loss via like yeah submission like that. What do you do? Like I don't you, know. you end the match after you got your arm broken and like you know the medics had to come in. Like hopefully but he didn't tap. He didn't have to tap. Hopefully he is back soon. You know, like I I don't know. Like I hope elbow dislocations for, or like I hope he's not out for worlds. Like that would suck. Yeah, because he's a top guy and i i did i hate watching top guys get injured because then we don't get to see them fight and we don't get to see them compete and like well we do this show for a pretty specific reason because we like high level guys competing and so when they get injured like it sucks to see because like we're not gonna see gordon we're not gonna see kennedy because like guys get injured during matches and it, it just sucks worlds worlds is what two or three months away so uh like, math man i think it's in may yeah it's in may so uh yeah that's a that's a tough turnaround because you got to rehab and then you got to train and get into condition for worlds so i don't think I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's in the cards. Look, I hope it's just a minor injury, so and uh, he continues on. The match is really quick, by the way, and like it's two double guard pulls, and uh, they did the twenty second rule stand up, and on the second guard pull, uh, Mateus just just sh- like they're both in seated guard, and Mateus just shoots a triangle and grabs the arm and starts cranking the arm bar. So uh, it's a crazy finish. I'm sure you've seen it all over. If you haven't, go find that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's on Instagram. It was, it was crazy. It's nuts. So, so where do you want to start? Want to start with the finals or you want to go through the semifinals? I mean, I feel like if we go through the semifinals, it'll be... We'll be here forever. Yeah, let's we will. Just, we'll do finals. We will stop and maybe talk about a couple. You know, actually, maybe what I'll do here is talk about a semifinals match that I think was fucking weird. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. For a second, I I just stared at Emil with a blank stare like, wait, what match are you talking about? I'm talking about Leandro Lowe versus Adam Wardzinski. I thought that was a little weird. It was a little fucking weird, man. Like, I... Dude, Wardzinski, I'm a huge Wardzinski fan. Um, He is one of the few top, top, top level guys that I can watch compete and know exactly what he's doing because he plays Butterfly, I play Butterfly, and I'm like, oh shit, so I understand his game really well. I love watching him compete. He just did an interview with BJJ Fanatics on part of their podcast that I highly recommend you go listen to. Really interesting, gives a cool European perspective for jiu-jitsu. Talks about BJ in Poland, talks about his lineage, talks about his ramp up for worlds and everything else. Really cool, really cool guy, even more of a fan now. So back to this match. Well, yeah, I wanna I wanna give Wardziski some credit here because he's he hits two fucking amazing the the exact same sweep twice uh in, in really critical uh matches here. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about it, but um yeah, it, this is a fucking weird match. And it starts with Leandro Lowe looking like Leandro Lowe. And getting to the fucking back, like nothing was, was preventing it. And he's on there and he's on there and he's on there. And now like, I'm like, what the, f-? 
Like, am I missing so you, something? You're waiting for the points. I'm you're waiting like, for the okay, points. He looks and like his I'm hooks like, are in. Looks like he has the over-under, the seatbelt. He, like, he's got the seatbelt grip. We're waiting. I'm waiting. Like, nothing. And, like, no one's, like, it, it, it was so fucking weird. Was, he was on there for, like, easily eight seconds. There was, like, no question at all. And it was to the point where I thought I was going crazy. And there was yet another minutiae IBJJF rule that I didn't know. So I, I was texting Josh. To be like, yo, what the Josh fuck? Josh Weinstock, is- resident black belt on the show, Grappling Rewind. Yeah, exactly. Resident black belt and resident IBJJF rules uh, yeah, guru. Yeah, like, I know a lot of other rules. Josh, I he is the dude that I go to for, like, IBJJF rules yeah. or UAEJJF rules. Like, hey, what happened here? He goes, this happened. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I can talk about it now. So I was like, yeah, there's. I'm not missing something, right? He like he has his hooks in and all this shit. He was like, oh, yeah, no, that was that was taking the back. They did not award four points. I don't know why. I have no fucking clue. And what happens is Wardzinski reverses and um, uh, uh, initiates a scramble. And Leandro Lowe is able to get back up and begin passing. And then he gets swept. And this is one of the one of the two sweeps that Wardzinski hits that's incredible. It's like this overhead. Some people actually call it a sumigeishi. It's it's just a butterfly sweep, but o- like an overhead butterfly sweep. It's an overhead sweep. butterfly sweep. And, and Wardzinski's really fucking good at the sweep, He's, by the way. he's so really, good. Really good. He sweeps the, sweep. the shit out of Leandro Lowe. Like, not even a question. And then Leandro just fucking, like, goes full Herbert. Like, like inexplicably just ceases to defend anything he kind of like just like stops almost he's he like, utterly like, stops almost like i almost thought he was injured or something yeah and he you know wardzinski is able to progress up and take the back himself and begin attacking a choke and leandro lowe's hands are not defending like you can go back and watch this and they're not defending and the conspiracy well, like theorist almost in me the... is saying this is a fucking work. I don't know what the fuck was going on. That was mad weird. I want it wasn't a work. I know, I know. But 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 looking <laughs> at the match, like I can't explain what happened. Like it just looked weird. Like Wardzinski's has the choke. It looks almost kind of like a zipper choke or choke from the back. Collar yeah, choke yeah. from the back. Standard collar and choke. You see Low not attacking. He kind of is attacking or is trying to push on Wardzinski's foot. It's kind of looped over bow and arrow style. But he's not really like pushing against it. He's not really trying to like rotate his shoulders. He's not really doesn't really he has, have his front hand on the lapel. He has one hand that's just floating in the air. Like it, it's it's not doing anything. He, I think you maybe be trying to attack the uh, or sorry push off the foot there. It looked weird. It was a really interesting finish. It was uh, again. It was super strange. Lowe is one of the most winningest pans champions. I think nine or eight pans champions. I think like he's one of the most winningest pans champions that's existed at the black belt level. Yeah. It's, it was it was a strange match to take him out of his division. Yeah, it was very peculiar. But he's still in the finals versus Lucas Barbosa, Hulk for uh, absolute for the absolute. So he although he does lose that, he still has a finals match. This was a quarterfinals match in his division. Right. So that was weird. And yeah. a conspiracy email came out and texted all of us and was like, "What happened here?" I was like, "That was kind of weird." <laughs> I'll give it to you. That was it. Was a little weird. It was just peculiar. It's it's if, a weird match. It's a really amazing performance by Wardzinski. Oh yeah. Um, who, yeah. I think he's finally gonna he's finally turned that corner and he's gonna start really contending with some of the elite guys. I mean, he was yeah because he, he's struggled historically the past couple of years. He's looked he's looked really really good. Don't get me wrong. He's looked elite, but he's always kind of run into some problems with the with the, like the upper echelon of guys i think he's starting to put it together finally and i think he's going to start giving more of these guys problems and 
potentially be in, in more contention for major events than he already has been. So I'm really excited. I like him because he's one of the few guys, pretty much the only guy at that top level that plays that butterfly like shin to shin guard like that. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So let's get on to the finals results for the men. What do you want to start? Want to start at the lower weight class? Or want to start at the, fi- at the absolutes? Let's start. Um, let's start absolutes. All right. So finals for the absolute. We have Lucas Hulk Barbosa defeating Leandro Lowe via a split refs decision. Yeah. So this was close. Leandro was obviously not completely jobbing this this entire tournament. He did amazing. This is you know two of the highest level. Uh, jiu-jitsu players in the entire game. I watch these guys it. fight forever. Yeah. Like, no. I love watching these guys fight because, dude, Hulk is such an active, like, aggressive player. And Lowe is, like, he's pretty aggressive, but he, he's not, like, Barbosa aggressive. Well, he yeah. Barbosa keeps the heat on, like, I think way more consistently. Leandro will wait, bide his time, and then fucking erupt. You know, like he does these like spurts of yeah. this explosive movement. I think that's the best way best way to put that. And dude, it's paid dividends for him. But this is a yeah, this is a really, really close match between both these guys. Um Barbosa just edges out a decision. Do you have any kind of particular moments in the match you want to touch on? It, not really. About? I mean like there's there it, I was just surprised like Hulk because like Leandro's in, incredible. Like Hulk was able to get on top and really like assert control for a long time. Yeah. Um that was that was impressive to me. Like I, it's weird to see someone like Leandro get get squashed, right? Like, yeah, I think it was Keenan talking about on in an interview, um, basically just how fucking strong. I mean, he's called Hulk for a reason. Lucas Barbosa, you don't get the name Hulk being not a strong guy, but he's just apparently he's just stupid strong in like a strange kind of way, and I think he's re- we're really starting to see him use that a lot more. I mean, we've seen him use it through belts and like at black belt, but I think we're starting to see him like figure out where and how to use it at like an elite level yeah. and we're starting to see him put guys into places that like yeah. and control them with like strength and places we're not used to seeing those guys get controlled. So this is a cool match to kind of showcase that and eventually is what leads to him getting the uh the split refs decision. Again, super close. Um and Hulk was rocking some great neon green hair. Like. Dude, neon <laughs> like like green ski green screen green. Yeah. Like, I thought you can chrome key him out and put any hair you want there. Um, I think, dude, he does it now, and Keenan was doing it, and I don't know. Yeah, but at least, like, there's some consistency with Hulk, right? Like, it was Hulk green, so, you know, I'll give him that. I literally didn't put that together until just now. Yeah. Well, now you know. Anyway, ultra heavyweight. It's a closeout between Ricardo Evangelista and Max Jimenez. We love seeing closeout at the highest level. I mean, nothing gets me going like three closeouts. In a uh, in a men's division for a final at a major event, you know what I'm saying, Emil? Oh yeah, it's riveting. This, Sup- is, this is what I like UAGGF, where it's like you go fight each other, <laughs> and you can't pretend you actually got to fight. Like I just, again, a lot of guys go back and forth with this. I think uh, even some of the guys on our team like think that the closeouts are fine. I just am always not a big fan of it. I I do go back and forth now and again, but I'm always, especially at major events, it always kind of just this weird little like asterisk and caveat about the victory. It's like, oh, he's a champion. Yeah, but he closed out with his teammates. So it was like, was he really the best guy at that weight class for that division? And like, I also understand not getting injured and, and all and that. I, I totally understand. We go back and forth. Like I totally yeah. understand it, but it's always just like I I do go back and forth on it, and for major events, it always just is kind of disappointing that, especially like this event, you had in the men's division, you had three different closeouts. Yeah, you so, have you have a third of your matches ending in closeout with teammates. You're right. just like, ah. 
Okay, I really want to talk about the next match. It's uh, the super heavyweight fight. Felipe Andro defeating Muhammad Ali 18-2. to two. You heard that correctly. 18-2. to two. The, now, current, the current Gi world champion, Muhammad Ali. I, it, Jesus. It's, now, there's, it's not exactly what you think because um, uh, Muhammad Ali had a cut on his head and that was bleeding profusely. So this is where um, I watched the replays. So the replay videos are not the videos that were on Flow Zone with the commentary. They are the mat side footage, and the mat side footage looks like a fucking handy cam. Yeah. And I could not tell. I, I, su- I assumed that's what he had. I assumed he had a cut in his head that kept, kept opening up, and the medics had to come on. Was it two or three different times? Two times. The commentators were talking about how, um, you know, I think a second time you get like a. Um, a penalty, I think, and then or like someone, it's weird. Like you get a penalty or an ad, or, or, yeah, or your opponent gets an ad, and then if it's a third time, I think they just DQ you. So on the second, which time, honestly, I don't think it's a bad, I don't no, no, think no, it's a bad sense. rule, but this, so, I do not understand the injury rules for IBJJF at all. So, so I'm happy they, the commentary explained it. What they did was, you know, they obviously don't want the DQ to happen, especially in the fucking finals. So at a ma- finals at a major, this is an open. This is a major. So the medic comes out with bandage and like fucking mummies. You ever seen the picture of head. Orlando Sanchez um, at ADCC when his head is all bandaged up, kind of like that, or but even more. Or like the commentators were actually talking about this, and and before they even finished their sentence, I thought exactly the same thing, which was like. Oh, this reminds me of Travis Stevens. Like Travis Stevens has a bunch of yes. images where he's just like taped the fuck up. It looks super badass. Or Satoshi Ishii. Yeah. Like all the judo for some reason all the judo guys were just like smashing heads. They just get it and they just wrap and wrap and wrap. That's exactly what it looks like. And so, okay, so that makes more sense. Muhammad now. Ali has a a lot of bandage and they have bandage going across the the forehead and then they also have bandage going up over the head and then down around the jaw, and it looked uncomfortable. Like, so it doesn't slide off, basically. And, and honestly, if you're going to bandage a head like this in a, in a combat scenario, combat scenario that sounds so weird at a uh, event like this, yeah, where you're going to get pulled on the head, this is kind of kind of how you want to do it. You've got to anchor it to something because if the guys are sweaty, you put the bandage on, it's going to slide off the top. And unless you literally use like three rolls of tape and like go around yeah. the ears and stuff, this is the best way to do so, it. Muhammad Ali is like, you know, they were actually talking about like it looks like his mouth might be like kind of like closed, like forced closed a little bit by this. And like it looks a little uncomfortable for sure. And I will say before this taping, it's two and a half minutes of some of the best like super heavyweight scrambling I've ever fucking seen. It's exciting. It was like reversals. uh, And the match is really, really really close at the beginning. At the beginning. And it's like. It is insane the pace that they're pushing. There are switches, like wrestling switches. Like, it's fucking nuts. It's an amazing two and a half minutes. And then they start taping him up, and you can see it's just like all, like from that point on, I don't know if it was, you know, mental or just physical. Also, he was in a lot of discomfort, but Muhammad Ali gets just squashed. And, um, you know, I, I haven't, I don't remember him getting squashed in half guard. Like, I, Muhammad Ali is like, you know, he's always dictating the pace. Yeah. And always, you know, he's always a threat, and he was just getting worked. Felipe Andrews kind of, like, pinned him down and then repeatedly, like, two separate times goes from the half guard to the quarter guard to the mount. Right. 
And then, like, that's where he scores his points. And, and then, yeah, exactly. Like, and then uh, Muhammad, like, you know, regards, and then the same thing happens. And so the, the points rack up. Yeah, really, I'm getting really impressive performance from Felipe Andrew. Yep. Like, amazingly impressive. Because Muhammad Ali is the current is 2018 IBJJF Black Belt World Champion at the weight class in the Gi. So, you know, perhaps Felipe Andrew... Andrew, it's just uh, it was just a little weird with the injuries. Like it always, whenever guys get injured and have to get taped during a match, it it always, it always fucks with it. It yeah. always does, which yeah. is weird. Like you figure that like not people will be used to that, but like you always see it change the pacing of the match. And usually, the guy getting taped, like it's rare that those guys win. Yeah, but when you do see it, it's super impressive and it's super like rewarding. But that did not happen here. So, anything else on that match? Nah, let's right, keep going. Moving on to the heavyweights, we had Kane and Duarte defeating Adam Wardzinski. 2-2, one, one advantage. This was an awesome match. It was a great um, sort of, uh, I think, vindication for Wardzinski, even though he he didn't come out on top. Because um, showed he could it, compete. It was, it was, yeah, it showed he could compete. It showed he, he, he could bring and make it a very close match. And this was in contrast to the UAE-JJF uh, match between these two just, what, a week ago? And Was it that recently? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Dude, it all blends. Together. I think yeah, it all blends together. I, I most two weeks ago. I think it was last week we covered it, and like, yeah, it. Good on him. He hits Kanan with the same, uh, with the same sweep that he sweeps low with, and he yep. ties it up. But Kanan was able to just, you know, eke out the advantage win on this. Like, I forget how he gets the advantage here. But it was a pretty clear. It was a pretty clear. It wasn't like a. Uh, it was like a pretty clear. It was on a sub attempt or on like an out of bounds thing. I, I just I do not remember how he got the advantage here. But it was it was impressive. And he get, he gets the advantage to win. Um, again, I'm super impressed with what Kanan's doing his first year at black belt. Yeah, and holy I love shit. Wardzinski's game. Yeah, and he's finally like turning that corner on the top guys. Like to make it competitive with a dude like Duarte in the gi. Damn, that's impressive. So at medium heavyweight, we have a closeout between Lucas the Hulk Barbosa and Gustavo Batista, which, again, we wish we could have seen an uh, awesome fireworks finals match. But this division is still amazing. There's a lot of really good matches in it. Both guys uh, both guys are autos, so that's what they close out. Yeah, but within this, within the semifinals alone, you have Mateus Diniz uh, versus... Um, Barbosa? Barbosa. You have Hudson Mateus... Um, versus Gustavo Batista, you know you have a bunch of amazing fights um, leading up to this. So even though we were denied a, a an awesome finals match, it's still a great division to go back and, and watch. On to the next division at middleweight, we have Izaki Bahens defeating Octavia Souza by points two to nothing, and that was off of a ankle pick. Um, yeah. He can make two points go really far, man. Man, it was a beautiful reversal. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he is in the guard. They both get a stalling penalty, and then uh, he. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> that was the entire match. That's, that's that was the a match. ten minute match. This okay. is when I'm really happy to see UAE JJF rules where it's uh, where it's a six minute match. It was a it was a bit of a longer match, but that is the only scoring position that happened in the match. But 
Next division lightweight, we had Levi Jones Leary defeating Hanato Canuto six to four. This that was match a, that was fucking awesome. Made the match. fuck up for it. Yeah, this was uh, this was a fire match, dude. Canuto, dude, both these guys, honestly, Levi Jones Leary, just coming off that win over um, Lucas Laprie at Europeans, and then Canuto is coming off of being Canuto and uh, backflip passing over guys and being a Kasai two double weight champion as well as some other stuff he has. So uh, that dude pushes a pace and. Dude, he's exciting. He also does this really uh, canoe. I'm talking about canoe. Does this really weird, like herky jerky stand up thing where he doesn't he doesn't do the wrestling thing I hate, where he just like touches, 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 touches. He does this like almost like ollie shuffle kind of like back and forth movement before he like pulls or throws or does other stuff. Yeah, I noticed that. Dude I, makes highlights. Yeah, when you know when it was tied up, he was playing one way. When he was down, he was definitely he. I saw him leap in without getting any grips and just kick uh the ankle to try to get like a a foot sweep or whatever i call that a leg kick yeah it's a leg he kick. was going yeah, we'll probably, yeah. <laughs> you saw the same thing i saw basically uh so canudo's trying to take levi jones Lee down and he basically does the um remember what sexyama did in the ufc like almost like the reverse step where he had no arms involved in the takedown. It's some judo takedown. I forget the name of it. Um, Canuto didn't do this. No, he just leg kicked Levi Jones Leary in an attempt to off balance his legs and like open up something else, and it didn't work. But it was funny. And but Canuto gets real, real aggressive. Honestly, up or down. That dude is aggressive. His guard passing here was really nice. It was, like, smooth. He uses a bunch of the pancakes. He's trying to do a bunch of, like, really aggressive throw bypasses, trying to get by Levi Jones Leary. Um, this is a match to go back and watch. This Hell, yeah. Definitely one of the more energetic finals matches of the of the whole event. And what a fucking breakout year for Levi Jones Leary. Like, God damn you know, it. like, taking, taking Euros over Lucas Laprie. And then fucking, you know, winning pans as well. That's yeah, against staggering. Canuto. And, like, played it at speed. He didn't do the thing a lot of guys try to do with Canuto and, like, slow him down. Like slow him out. He, like, played at that speed. Definitely a little more defensive towards the end of the match when he was up, um, really forcing Canuto to get in and try to pass the guard. And Canuto is much more of a flash passer, uh, as shown by literally all of his highlights. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Props to Levi Jones Leary. He was able to kind of keep it at bay and stop Canuto from being able to get around with the, all the flash passes at the end and force him to sort of try to pressure in heavy. Was able to get it. Super impressive. Really great performance for that division. That was a, That's a fun one. That's one to, to go back and rewatch. Then at featherweight, we have Mateus Gabriel defeating Jamil Hill-Taylor by points. Actually, this was by penalty. Um, four points to four points. Two advantages to two advantages. And two penalties to three penalties uh, for Mateus. For Mateus Gabriel, I always forget when you had the penalties. Like, if you say it's for the penalties are for the other person or for the person that. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's always weird to describe it. But so, uh, Shane had more penalties, and uh, the commentators were like, were very unforgiving towards the end of this match or when the match ended, being like, you know, this is exactly why you don't want to accumulate penalties early on unnecessarily. This was crazy. Shane gets a sweep to get up uh, by two points at the end of the match. This is like. Less, this is within the last minute, and Mateus goes absolutely ham and begins initiating a takedown. You know, so they're they're staggering around. Mateus kind of has like his arm across Shane's back, and they are just like ripping each other across the mat. And Mateus has like hardly any time to to even this out at all. And it's a savage back and forth, and they go out of bounds, and the ref gives penalties. So at this point, well, really, what it looked like is Shane was defending a like a single leg. 
It did. When, and, and, and so and it it really could have gone either way. And I and, didn't think this was because basically what he got um he got a penalty for escaping the mat in in a takedown. takedown. And, and it was a little is a little gray area. It, it didn't look to me this didn't look gray area at all. This looked like he got Brazilian. Personally, like he they were in the northwest corner of the mat and um, Mateus Gabriel has the single leg, and he's trying to like basically take Shane down, and Shane doesn't have a whole lot of space before the yellow area of the mat, which is the warning area, the reset area, and he turns, and he's doing all of the exact same things that you would do in any open space, and he turns the correct way to start escaping the single leg to pull out, and he is on the yellow, and he basically goes to pull out and goes in the direction that you would defend this particular style of takedown in open space, and he ends up off the mat, and ends up off the the competition area and gets a penalty. And I thought it was like, well, that was kind of bullshit because it's to me at least it was fairly obvious that he wasn't trying to escape the mat. He just happened to be at the edge of the mat and went off. So, so, so that's th- how I feel about this. Uh, the ref pulls him back in, gives Shane another uh, penalty. He has three accumulated, so two points goes to Mateus, who. Now it's a 4-4 match, and Mateus is up on ads, and Shane, there's like 10 seconds left, and Shane just like, there's no quit in him at all, and he he just... Dude's the current world champion. He goes for a takedown with 10 seconds left, gets the takedown, but doesn't secure it before time runs out, so he gets an ad for it, but he had that one extra penalty and ends up losing the match. So this is this is the most insane, like, last minute like back and forth uh but the fact that shane could get the takedown with that shows oh, you yeah. why he's the world champion yeah he, like dude was like oh i gotta get i gotta get two points now or an ad right now boom got it done and they just like didn't have enough time to run, run it out so like super impressive dude i'm so excited to see what he does this year again like if we see another returning black belt world american world champion um again mateus gabriel don't want to take anything away from him looked outstanding and to take it to a guy like shane shane like this Super impressive. This is honestly a fun match, aside from like a little bit of um it got a little not stally in areas, but you know, there's a reason why you rack up two and three penalties for a match. Yeah. But definitely interesting from a points perspective. If you want to figure out how points work, this is a this is a match to look at. Yeah. Anything else to add on this one? Uh not on this one. I forgot though, uh previously in the Levi Jones Leary Hanato Canuto match, there was a fucking insane back take. That Levi John Leary. Oh my God, that, I forgot about that this. fucking bolo back take that he starts doing, and then he goes to a baby bolo, but he doesn't do like he doesn't do like the I'm gonna grab your belt and kind of like pull you back. He stands up, then he shoves both of his shins behind the knees of Hanato. Not the knees. He puts his feet there. Oh, puts his feet there. He Sorry. puts his feet there, and he pushes. And he, he just he like, fucking rips him backwards, and he pushes him back. So. Um, for all the audio listeners here, which is everyone because we don't do video on the show, uh, basically what we're talking about is, so pretend Canuto, we're again, lacking the lightweight finals, the original Larry versus Renato, Hana, Canuto, whatever his name is. Canuto's standing up straight. Levi Jones Leary is on his back, or but he's um, he's behind him. He's behind him, and he takes both of his feet, puts it behind the knees, and then basically pushes off like while a rowing, like a rowing yeah, motion, like rowing motion, and and basically launches himself and pulls Canuto back in an attempt to get him to fall onto him to secure the hooks. It was fucking crazy. It was to watch nuts. Live. And then Hanato ends up fleeing the mat and gets a third penalty. So Levi gets two points, even though he should have gotten four. And the crowd is just booing at this point. 
they were not having it. Like Levi should have been up even even more. Dude, I was really impressed with that because like that was that was no regard for your opponent's safety at all, and I loved yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, yo, knees, hips, doesn't matter. Just like rode him back in that position. I forgot about that. That was one of my favorite moments of this entire tournament. Was just it was watching really, Levi Jones really good. just jump and go boom, trying to take the back. So. That was a lot of fun. Uh, move on to light featherweights. Yeah. Another uh, invig- invigorating closeout between Jerome Meow and Hiago George. And we had a third. Dude, they managed, the Cicero Costa guys managed to pull a, a triple three-way closeout. closeout for the final. Like, prop, dude, props to your gym. So, Hiago in the semifinals is facing uh, Paulo Meow, and they, they close out. Hiago progresses. And that would have been nuts if it was a Joao Paulo close out that would have been uh, joao paulo close yeah <laughs> that would be crazy so yeah basically dude you get yeah you closed out we closed out the top end of an entire division yeah like that makes me a little disappointed yeah also first time we've seen the brothers in the same division in a while because joao is finally or sorry paulo's finally in ibjf again because he's off suspension right so hopefully we see them in different divisions at worlds but I yeah, don't know. We'll it's see. interesting. We have seen them in the same division, but it's been a while. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, again, all of them close out. Draub takes it over Hiago George, over uh, Paulo Miao. So that's one, two, and three there for that division. Then at Roosterweight, we have Kleber Sosa defeating Hiago Gama by referee's decision. Um, yeah, we'll move on to the women's finals results. On to the ladies. Do you want to start with the absolute finals for the women, or do you want to start the female rooster weights? <laughs> let's uh, let's start out with Gabby weight. Gabby Garcia weight. Gabby Garcia is so back. Gabby Garcia, yeah, makes her triumphant return to IBJJF and Jiu-Jitsu competition after insert uh, Wikipedia that I've looked at here. Yeah, I've a couple years. A couple years. It's yeah. been since she debuted in MMA. I do not believe I've seen her. I know that we haven't covered her on this show. Um, but I'm excited to see her back. Like yeah. everyone, for some reason, like shits on her sometimes. Ah, she's really fucking good. Yeah, I enjoy watching her. She does a lot of good stuff. She came in, looked good, uh, double golded, wins female super heavyweight and female absolute. Yeah, looked good, honestly. Yeah. So in the finals for the absolute, it was Gabby Garcia defeating Natalia De Jesus via an advantage. Yeah, props to Natalie De Jesus. Like that's <laughs> that's a close match. Um, at female super heavyweight, we have Gabby Garcia defeating Karina Santi via choke. Um, yeah, there was a point where Gabby does what I'd call a train wreck takedown, and it actually has a name. I think that throw by like tri- oh yeah, it does have a it does actually, have a name. It does have a name, but we all call it. It's not a train wreck because the train wreck is the snap down and uh, like sumigaishi. Yeah, or, you can't, you or call everything no, is no, 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 no. Um Drop Sayoi. It's the the Seoinagi, but like off to the side. Is yes, what the and you don't drop is. underneath them. You drop to the side of them, and you pull them into the empty space. That's right. the train wreck. Gabby Garcia so, does like a throw by. Yeah, um, so she yanks by and sticks her her uh, foot out. Almost, it doesn't end up uh, initiating a trip or anything like that. But that's but the goal. That that's the goal. But also, Gabby is so strong that just her yanking, you know, her opponent. Off in one direction is enough to send them flying. Dude, I wouldn't want to fight Gabby in the gi. No. I'm about 150 no. with a broken back. I wouldn't <laughs> want to fight that. And like, in no gi, at least I can, like, be a little slippery and get around. But, dude, in the gi, she grabs a hold of you. And you saw that, like, yeah. she is She's really just... good. She looked amazing in her return here. And, you know, Karina's no joke. Right. And she took her down. 
eventually is able to get to the back, and uh, I had an outstanding angle for this choke, so I have absolutely no idea what she was able to finish her with. Maine is being very sarcastic right now. Dude, um, I hate the Handycam shit. Yeah. Like, I wish this is a major event, and it looks like it's filmed on a Handycam. Yeah. No, it, it, was a, it was a bad angle. This is Gabby Garcia's return winning her division for the first time in the gi in a couple years, and I can't tell what choke she had. Yeah, it could have been an Ezekiel, could have been a zipper. It's kind of like, it looked almost like it was a, like a zipper choke from like the side, like a sideways Ezekiel, like a Ezekiel from like the, like the not quarter mount, what's the side mount position? Yeah, yeah side But mount. I couldn't tell because I was staring at like 35 feet away from the table, and I couldn't, I could see like the feet. Yeah. So again, Gabby looks like she has great control. I'm excited. I hope we see Gabby Garcia versus Tiny Preferio because um, they're both in that super heavyweight weight class. And then Tiny's, you know, been just crushing absolutes recently. So I hope that we see Gabby probably at Brazilieros, hopefully at Worlds. Hopefully she's going to do the run up and actually just do Worlds this year because it would be interesting to see her come back. Again, I like seeing MMA people, Jiu Jitsu people, do MMA and then come back because uh, I like Jiu Jitsu. So we have. Next division, female heavyweight final, Nathalie De Jesus defeating Talita Nogueira by armbar. Um, we have at female medium heavyweight, Luisa Montero defeating Monique Elias uh, by advantage. At female middleweight, we have Anna Carolina Vieira defeating Laura Halleck 12 to 0. Um, Dude, Annalena, Anna looks fucking good. She looks unstoppable, man. Yeah, and she finally looks like she's done with the injury. Like she, she had a knee bar, she had a knee injury uh, back about CBD when she won that, and it looks like that's all healed up now. And so, just crushing in the finals, twelve to zero in the finals. Yeah, impressive to say the least. Sometimes you look at uh, you look at points, and occasionally, like the disparity is like almost more impressive than a submission. You know? Yeah. Like when when you can point. Put up twelve points without your opponent doing anything about it. In a finals match, yeah. And yeah. this isn't like a preliminary round. This isn't like versus someone like me or you that just showed up the tournament. Like I'm here to compete. This is a final. This is a black like, belt final. With match. submissions, sometimes like you know, sometimes it's a competitive match, and then you do something stupid, and then you get caught in a submission. But like to rack up points consistently over like a ten minute period. You have to be able to completely dominate unanswered, your unanswered points, unanswered too, which points, is really yeah. impressive. So again, super impressive. I Anna is going to be a tough. Is it Anna or Anna? I've heard it both I've, ways. Yeah, I've heard it both ways too. I think it's Anna Carolina. Anna Car- Carolina Vieira. Yeah. I see her as a front runner to take worlds this year. Yeah, like she's looked good. She and like yeah, I I see her as a front runner. Not surprise me at all to see her take the middleweight division at worlds this year. So, moving on to the female lightweight finals. We have Gabby McComb defeating Nikki Sullivan via choke. Again, another really impressive series that finished this off here. So, what happened is Gabby McComb is in the process of passing Nikki's guard. And then Nikki goes to basically goes to Turtle in order to not give up the pass points, just to give up the ad instead. Because in IBGGF, if you go to Turtle on a pass, you get an advantage instead of getting the two points for the pass. And Gabby recognizes it and immediately sort of jumps onto the back, chucks the hooks in. And starts working the choke. Yeah, just a brutal rear naked choke with it, it with was like in the, over it the was face on the face. Yeah. It was a rear naked face yep. in a big way, and turned it. Eventually, they were the pull, 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 pull. Get it? Really impressive. Again, really impressed to see Nikki Sullivan. We saw we've seen her in Nogi at the trials, take second at the West Coast trials just real recently. Take have her take second at the another, a Pan American in the Gi. Like really, really exciting. She's training with Atos. Looked good up up until the finals match there. But Gabby, someone to watch after this though. It's impressive. Oh, 
at female featherweight, we have Fion Davies defeating Karen Antunes four to two. Dude, Fion has been on a tear recently. Like she just, we saw her, I think last weekend, yeah. defeat Gazeri Matuta at Polaris via submission, which I was really impressed about. I thought that Matuta was going to take that. I was fucking wrong. Yeah, and, and I mean, it looked like she was at one point because, like, back back at Polaris, yeah, Fion, a, Fion was what in a guillotine. I think or it was something? an arm in guillotine, yeah. something like that. Yeah, looked deep. Yeah, and um, dude, what do you, like? Fion looks so good. She took Europeans this year. She's just won the pans. She says she's doing Brazilieros, World Pro, and the Worlds. So it's like she's a front runner to take. She she is a front runner to take some of those divisions. I would not surprise me to have her on the podium this year at Worlds. Yeah, she's definitely been making a name for herself and, and taking big wins uh, recently. So yeah, we'll Karen, see if she can keep the momentum. Up. Karen's no joke. Been beats up points four to two. Good match, exciting match. So. We saw a lot of back and forth here. Vian Davies is able to get her final two points off of a great reverse De La Hiva sweep um, and then establish her base and, you know, ride the match out there to, to get the win. So congrats to her. Female lightweight featherweight final, Amanda Montiero. Lightweight featherweight final. Light, light sorry, featherweight final? Light featherweight final, Amanda Montiero defeating Talita Alencar. By advantage. You cannot let me give you shit about saying things wrong, Neil. Like, come on, you just, like, you just took that. I was like, oh, I feel bad now. Like, you'd be like, no, like, you get stuff wrong too. I wanted to get the information out, man. I right? appreciate I got, that. People need to know. Again, Tilita Alencar in a, another finals match. Uh, Amanda Montero, Montero looking good. The, I think these women have gone against each other a bunch of times. And I think they go back and forth. So, again, another, you know, contested match. Female roosterweight final, Misa Bastos defeating Serena Gabriella via choke. I was really impressed at the angle she was able to get this choke on. Like <laughs> More sarcasm from Maine. This is an obfuscated angle. We can't see exactly how this choke goes down. No, no, no. no. Like, honestly, really here. Yeah, it's really hard to see. I can't exactly tell what choke uh, Misa finishes with, but she's really, really high up on the back because Serena looks like she's trying to basically shuck her off the top of this position. But she's able to Misa's able to get some sort of um, collar choke in and keep position on the back enough where she's able to lock it in. She almost falls off the back at one point. Like again, I was really, really impressed. Even though I couldn't see shit here, I was really, really impressed with the ability of Misa to stay on top, even on like the top of the shoulders, because she didn't have that like low chest to chest back control. She was almost like hips on shoulders for a lot of this. Was able to keep position not get shucked off like really really impressive and you do not see somebody able to hold this position for this long she was on there for a while for this long very frequently so that was really really impressive i wish i could have another angle so i could actually see what the fucking choke was but really yeah, impressive i wonder how they i wonder how they would get around that though you know like to have that many matches with that good camera like this isn't an open this isn't like a minor. This is a. This is one of four major matches for the year. Right, right. One, four, four major I'm just events think, for the year. Like how many? How many concurrent mats does UAE JJF run with with that good camera angle? One. They run one. They run one mat. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is pants. So, this is your. This is a. I'm, I want to get that across to you. Yeah, yeah. This is the. This is a major event for the IBJJF. One of four majors that they run a year. Yeah. Being a pants champion is a big, big fucking deal. Yeah. I feel and like on Sunday you hire the camera crew for. Do what you do at Worlds. Yeah. You have the one mat and it takes all day. Watch like this took 
all day. Yeah. And you do the big mat. Yep. And then you run the camera crew. You run the commentary. You run the picture and picture. Like, you run it like a professional event so I can fucking see what's going on. Because, <laughs> like, we have a bu- we have a couple matches that were Pan's champions. We had the turn of Gabby Garcia. Couldn't see the choke. We had Mice Bastos. Couldn't see the choke. We had a couple of these. I mean, a couple of men's matches were like, I can't really see where he's going. Like, Muhammad Ali. The replayed match was like, I can't see what's wrong with his face. Yeah. Because I'm looking at a handicap. But it's, it's super frustrating. Yeah. Because... These are major events. Like these, the IBJJF is builds itself as the world's premier gi organization and like the pinnacle of the sport. But it's 2019, and I can't see like how major world class athletes finished at a major event that is a Grand Slam event. Yeah. It's just frustrating. That's true. And it's like it's. I watched the NCAA wrestling finals this week, and great production. Even they ran multiple matches. They do picture in picture. They run one match on one side, one match on the other side. They use the whole names of the competitors. Fionn Davis's final match here, she had F and then it had her middle, sorry, just F dot period. And it had her middle name. Which F I've, dot period. F dot period. F period and then her middle name, which I've never seen her use. In the results, it's listed as Fionn Davies. So it's like I'm watching a match between Karen Tunes and F dot and F and then some other middle name I don't use. Like, just write the whole name there so I know the matches I'm watching. Like, also write, what, am I watching the quarterfinals? Am I watching the finals? What weight class is it? If you're just watching this, and unless you're listening to the commentary and, like, can follow it and have the brackets up on a separate page, which is what we do when we watch this, yeah. I can't watch it. Yeah, like, no. And, like, just do what every other sport that has a tournament bracket style do- does. Put the full name up, put where they're from, put their camp, then you put the quarterfinals or the finals, you put the time, and you put the points up. Yep. Like, it's not hard. Just yeah. give me the information so I can watch it. Yeah. I get super amped and super frustrated about this because we try to cover it and put on a good show, and it's just made fucking hard for us. And it's not like it's a new format. Like, I watch other promotions and other events do it, and the IBJJF is the world's biggest one trying to, like, be the thing for jiu-jitsu, and it just looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, there's no excuse for it, and uh, you know, for the finals, I feel like if you want people to get excited, if you want to grow the sport, you know, there was amazing finals matches, and you know, it, I would have, and I couldn't see the finish on some of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not to just belabor this point yeah. here, but it just always makes me really frustrated that like the the quality of athlete cannot get showcased because I can't see the footage. Yeah. And, like, there's so many amazing moments that it just, like, I have this, like, weird, like, mat side view from, like, a live stream camera. Like, it's 2012. And it, it's just it's just depressing. Well, it was an interesting overall event. And for sure, it I, there's a lot of people I'm going to be keeping an eye on leading up to Worlds. You know, especially, you know, we got the breakouts. Oh, it got me amped for Worlds. Yeah. I'm excited as shit to see how some of these guys match up again because, again, every major event we see, like, your top four guys are usually your top, you know, top quarterfinals or your top two guys are in that bracket. So we see see guys every single time in the mix. Like, you don't think you're going to have Levi Jones-Leary in a quarterfinals match. You don't think you're going to have a Zaki Behance or Kanan Duarte or Lucas Barbosa or Leandro Lowe or Muhammad Ali. Like, all of those guys are the guys that you see in the top of the bracket. So you get a preview of what you're going to see, how they're looking, where they're struggling. Like, what's Lola going to look like in a couple months? I don't know, man. I I feel like he has taken 
some major losses at at major events a lot in the, in the past year or so. Eh, he's always kind of done that a little bit. Like he always is just a world beater, but he does go back and forth on it. So I'm excited. I don't want to shit on pants too much. It is definitely worth your time to go back and rewatch some of these matches. Highly recommend it. Flow has links to all of the matches up on their results page. Go back and watch them. Uh, if you parse through some stuff, most of the videos are up for the entire event. If you go to the video section, you can search by the athlete names. Uh, before we were recording here, I was watching a bunch of like quarterfinals matches and round of eight matches. I was watching like Tex Johnson just absolutely sprint at all his opponents at the beginning. Like that's how he opens the match. So that's there's a lot of really amazing matchups to go watch. I haven't got a chance to watch them, so I'm gonna spend the this rest of this week going back and watching like a bunch of other really cool matchups for pans for guys I like to see. Like we didn't get to cover like guys like Devontae Johnson and like a bunch of other guys that I'm Yeah, Mateus Denez. Yeah, that I'm huge fans of. We just didn't get a chance to cover them because uh this show would be six hours long. Yeah. So anything to add anything else to add on this event Emil? That's it. Alright, let's move on to the preview section. So, onto our preview of Fight to Win 106 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. This event is main evented by Roberto Cyborg Abreu versus Luis Panza. Dude, all of these Florida cards are always crazy. I think one of the Florida cards, they had like 21 black belts on it. Yeah, I remember. It was that, that was the one with uh, uh, fucking Wagner Hosha, yeah. right? The Miami one? Yeah. We in Miami, bitch. Yeah, that that's one. right. Dude, these, dude, the Florida cards are always absolutely crazy. There's always a bunch of, bunch of fight sport guys and... It's uh, I love the Florida events because they're also in our time zone. Yeah, that's as well so nice. because it's like it's stacked with dope black belts in our time zone and always guys that are coming to bring the action. So like it's gonna be good. So the co-main event is a female black belt flyweight gi title: Talita Alencar versus Karen Atunes. Both ladies that we saw this weekend at Pans uh, in the finals of their divisions. We have a 145 pound black belt gi match: Tubby Alequin versus Luina Luina Luana Alzugir. We have a Masters Nogi light heavyweight tighter Vitor Schlosser versus Kevin Gallagher of the Old Man Grappling Hour podcast. Uh, if you want to hear cool interviews, they do it on that show. He's also one of the dope referees for Fight to Win, Kevin Gallagher. Uh, we have a Masters Gi welterweight title. Alexandre Polga Pimentel versus Rafael Formiga Barbosa. We have a Masters Nogi welterweight title. Enrico Coco versus Travis Magalit. Maglit. Maglit. We have a Teen Nogi bantamweight title. Jasmine Rocha versus Kristen Barlas. Banales. Banales. That's uh, Wagner Rocha's daughter. Hell yeah. She looked really good last uh, last time fight to win. I forget how she won her match, but I She has like a couple kids that compete, right? She has a couple No, that's no, his daughter. That's I know, no, no. I'm saying Yeah, Wagner he has, has him and his son. He has um his son is what the fuck's his uh, son's well, name? Whatever. It's another jiu-jitsu name. Okay. Uh, I forget. Achilles. Achilles, Achilles Rocha. He's that's on the bottom right. of the card, this orange belt, or, yeah. orange belt match. So that's exciting to see uh, her fight for a Bantamweight title. Um, we got a 250-pound black belt gi match, Sam McCoy versus Alan Salgado. 200-pound black belt gi match, Joseph Rivera versus Felipe Amarante. 190-pound black belt no gi match, Efrain Ruiz versus Ken Berman. 185-pound Black belt judo match. Fuck yeah, judo. Randy Gimaranis versus Bobby Lee. 180-pound black belt gi match. Adam Apolvera versus Andre Freire. We have a 180-pound black belt no gi bout. I'm pointing to you, Emil. You're supposed to read the name. Jack Dowley versus Ryan Renser. Okay, you said 
Nogi match. This is a 180 pound black belt judo match. What Jack Dowley versus Ryan Resser. Oh, your you your blind Nogi stare match. looks makes much more sense now. Yes. I said the wrong. Fucking I was like, thing. what the fuck is he talking about? Uh, <laughs> so that's another judo match. Uh, 170 pound black belt Nogi match, which is the one that you just asked me to do. Uh, Gasias Cavalcante versus Jay Z Cavalcante. Jay Z Cavalcante versus, versus Dustin, Dustin Akbari. Akbari. That's this a phenomenal match. This is going to be a barn burner match. I'm actually surprised. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, why is it down this low? Uh, what, they, what they're doing is it's by weight. So uh, they do okay. the main events yep, and yep, then they yep, do yep. it by heavyweight guys got on it, the lower weight. So I'm guessing that this is probably going to be at the top of the card yep. because it is a great 165 pound black belt gi match. Luke, Lucas Santos versus Kyle Urogal. 165 pound black belt no gi match. Jay Ferreira versus Jim Allers. 160-pound black belt gi match. Daniel Fundura versus Forrest Mayano. 155-pound black belt gi match. Mauricio Gomez versus Rodrigo Diaz. 155-pound black belt gi match. Jeff Niles versus Rennie Gonzalez. 147-pound black belt gi match. Orlando Castillo versus Frank Dukes Lavorsi at that weird-ass fucking weight. I do. I love the weight class. Like, 147. I want I want to be, like, 148 and a half pounds. Yeah. Like, we're going to meet in the middle. 145-pound black belt gi bout. Eduardo Gonvacalas versus... Maiko Araju. 145-pound black belt judo match. Oscar Rosa versus Nathan Kearney. 140-pound black belt gi bout. Adam Ferreira versus Martin Davila. 145-pound no gi bout. It's 245-pound no gi. what I say? 100. Nah, I'm only 100 <laughs> pounds. 100 I'm on 100 pounds off. Steven Heaven versus Steven Maury. And then we got a bunch of brown belts on the card. We have some purple belt Ooh. matches. Uh, who else do we have? Yeah, dude, this is this is going to be a fun card in yep. our time zone. I'm excited. It's going to be great. We also got Wagner Hoster's son, 155-pound uh, orange belt, Gi match, Achilles Rocha versus Damian Sota. We got some yellow belts on the card. Uh, tune in for this match. For this match. Tune in for this card. It's going to be a lot of fun. Fight to win always brings it in Orlando. Or not, not Orlando. Fort Lauderdale and all the Florida cards, honestly. Uh, I'm excited. We get to see Fight to Win soon. Hell yeah. I'm excited. They're coming to Maryland, to Baltimore. In, April 20th. What, that's right. A bunch of guys we know are uh, getting their matchups, and they're texting us, and they're texting like, I would do here. It's like, hey, you got to sell tickets, and you got to show up ready to smash some guy. That's right. And they're like, okay. And it's really funny to have guys like, because I know we cover it every single week, reach out to us and be like, oh, what do I do? It's like, you just do jujitsu, but good. But slam them on their fucking heads. You slam them. What are the rules? Like, re- read the rules. Do not ask me what the rules are. Like, Nogi rules. So, I'm, I'm excited, dude. I love, I absolutely love, I'm so excited. I'm going to go to the Philly card. Um, I'm going to probably try to get uh, one of our guys up to the Boston card. Uh, definitely going to the Baltimore card. It's fight to win season. Yep. I'm amped. I'm excited. So, that does it for that. Anything else on that preview? That's it. All right. So, on to our preview of King of the Mat Grappling Championship 5. Uh, I'm excited about this event. There's some <laughs> guys in this event that we like to see that are returning for King of the Mat. It's exciting. So where do you want to start? So the King of the Mat Grappling Championships, they're streaming it live on their YouTube and on their Facebook page. Um, yeah, they have their bracket out on Instagram. You can take a look at it. Let's start at the uh, let's start at the bottom of the left-hand side of the bracket. We have returning champion Dante Leone versus Chris Dempsey. Hell yeah. Dante Leone is always a fucking entertaining fighter. He's like been on Kasai, been yeah. on King of the Mat. He's been on, I think, a bunch of other stuff that I cannot yeah. think of. He for was some just reason. in pans, although he he got knocked out uh, by uh, Izaki Bahens. Quarters, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Early on, uh, to the person who ended up winning that division, so NBD. But he's 
His matches are fucking super entertaining. Definitely tune in for that. He pushes a pace. And yeah. on all these formats, on the all these grappling formats, like grappling formats, all these like tournament formats, he pushes a pace and it's awesome to see and he's really exciting. So he is definitely a front runner for this one. Next matchup we have Daniel Borovic versus Tony Real. We have Jamie Espinoza versus Garrett Lavaggi. We have Michael Arietta versus Ad Warren. On the other side of the bracket, on the right side of the bracket. We have Ryan Quinn versus Marcus West. Paul Okeo versus Khalil Falhada. Falhada-dish? Fadhala? <laughs> Fadlala, I think. Maybe. I'm, Brad... I'm, I, I apologize, by the way. That's, that was an utter butchering of the name. I apologize to we you. We have Brad Schneider versus Rocky Edwards. We have Quentin Rosenberg versus Michael Carpenter. Quentin Rosenwig, by oh, the way. Sorry. Not even close. He's another guy. I th- I have uh, I have an inclination that we are going to potentially see Quentin and Dante um, in the finals here. Hell yeah! It would not surprise me at all. Both dudes are monster grapplers. A lot of fun streaming for free. No reason not to watch it. Always a lot of fun. Pacing's good. Commentary's a lot of fun. Last time they did interviews at the end of the uh, match last time with the winners. Uh, sorry, at the end of the event last time with the winners. Really cool. Highly recommend it. Um, big fan of the promotion. So on to our preview of Tap Cancer Out, the Black Belt Showcase. I errantly called this Tap Out Cancer earlier, but it's not. It's uh, The naming is different. Um, on the top of the card, we have Mark Vives versus J.P. Cruvenel. Cruvenel, 175-pound bout. Next match, we have Frank Rosenthal versus Bruno Diaz. Then we have Hillary Witt versus Sarah Block. Nick Newell versus Chris Simmons. Oh, shit. That's, uh, is that the same Nick Newell, the UFC uh, Contender Series Nick Newell? Not the sure. gentleman with one hand, Nick Newell, the one arm fighter. Maybe that'd be super exciting because uh, he is a banger. That's he's fun to watch. He has a super dope guillotine where he like, punches you in the throat with the um, the the <laughs> limb. I try to get around saying that. Um, it's he's a key, exciting guy to watch though. Next match we have Alex Eklund versus Ryan Clay. We have Nelson Puntes versus Scott Bowler, Mike Kalika versus Dan Simler. Kurt Chase Patrick versus Mike Davila. That'll be fun. Hell yeah. That's going to be a good matchup. Rick Hahn versus Patrick McEldery. That's a good matchup. Uh, Renan Borges versus Jared Lawton. Oh, shit. Jared Lawton is a guy from um, up in Maine that used to have, uh, I think he still fights out of Maine. He was an MMA fighter, black belt, longtime black belt in Maine. One of the first couple black belts in Maine, actually. He actually moved up. So I actually know him. I've seen him compete a bunch live. So that's exciting. We have Vin Canabarro versus Diogo Moreno. Tiago Alves versus Junior Ortega. Jimmy Santiago versus Eduardo Barbosa. Todd Muggenheim versus Tom Clare. Bruno Braz versus Peter Vo. Brad Wolfson versus Pete Jeffrey. Mike Quillis versus Mike Sabo. Travis Passard versus Terrence Borman. And so this stream is live on their YouTube page. David Labuto is going to be on commentary, so you know it's going to be good. Again, support's a great cause. Highly recommended if you're in the area. Buy tickets, support them. I think they're still accepting donations. I think even until the day of the event. So highly recommend. It's a great cause. They're putting on a great event. Um, if you can donate to it, definitely donate to it. There's some links everywhere on their Instagram page and other places. Great cause, great people, great matches. Can't say enough good things about them. So on to our preview of the ADCC South American Trials, the Brazilian Trials. They're only running one Brazilian Trials this year. Um, That's been a little interesting, so this one should be huge. Uh, Unfortunately, um, I can't find a competitor list. I can't find a streaming location. 
I can't find any other information about this event other than the fact that it is happening on the, uh, I think, the 30th or 31st of this month. Yeah, there's um, a lot of... uh a lot of information actually it looks like the 26th no that's a registration date oh i see yeah yeah uh yeah they have information on registration and and all that oh yeah but... sorry about that um it is available on fightera tv i forgot about that i found that out earlier aha here we go okay so the same place that Copodia streams their pay-per-views should have the adcc that's trials fighteria tv F- f-i-g-t-e-r-i-a dot tv um so yeah we should be able to watch that yeah that was um uh, was it BJJ Stars was on on that? Copapodia. Oh, Copapodia. Yep, okay, Copapodia yeah, yeah, runs, runs through there. So pretty good service. Um, look out for it. We're going to try to cover it in the best capacity that we can. Uh, it I Again, I have I have no idea what capacity we'll be able to cover the event in just because it is mostly in Portuguese, and I'm unfamiliar with using Fightera TV with bigger events like this. So we'll see. We'll definitely cover the results if we can next week. But if anyone has any more information about where we can find a competitor list, I would really appreciate that. Reach out to us on the Grappling Rewind um, in the DMs or like send us a message or put a message on like the show's weekly post that we do. Like, hey, I have information about the event. Just let us know. I'm really interested in covering it, but it's, uh, it's proven to be kind of difficult so far. On March 29th, the Third Coast Grappling is running a qualifier. Do I love qualifiers for their upcoming Third Coast Grappling 2? Love qualifiers because it eliminates a bunch of like the, oh, I couldn't get a matchup, I couldn't get in the tournament. No, it's like the qualifiers let you register, get selected, get in, and win your spot onto a big event like this. Kasai does these. Um, Third Coast is doing them now. Um, a bunch of other promotions. ADC. ADCC (laughs) is basically the same thing. Like, I love it. Um, In the 180 and below purple belt nogi bracket we have, give me the names here, Emil. Austin Orande versus Gabriel Macario. David Algett versus Chris Walden. William Tackett versus Ruben Bueno. Corey McNutt versus Bradley Clifton. And on the 180 pound and up blue belt nogi bracket we have... Charlie Phelps versus Chris... Manchaka, Nathan Garlike versus Matthew Guerrero, uh, Christo Giardis versus Douglas Hernandez, Nate Polino versus Blake Carter. We also got a number of other matchups on the card. We got Andrew Tackett on the card versus uh, Victor Saraba. That's a 135-pound blue belt game match. Um, Tack- both both Tackett brothers are really fun to watch. They're both on the card. number of other matchups. Should be a lot of fun. Highly recommend watching it. So that does it for another week on the show. Um, I am very tired because of pans, and this show has to come out in two and a half hours. <laughs> or three and a half hours. It's, eight, it's like 8.30-ish right now, yeah. p.m., and i got to finish editing, finish editing the show, writing the descriptions, doing everything else, yeah. updating the calendars. You got this. I totally got this. Yeah. I'm going to go home and quietly read a book. So, I hate you so have much. Have fun with that. God, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to go to the gym right now, honestly. I'm going to go and hopefully work out my back a little bit Sweet. and uh, like try to make my back be less broken. Oh, I yeah. can almost touch my feet. Super excited about that. Fuck with yeah, the inversion table, I have a membership to a gym that has a sauna that's open late now, so I can go sit in the sauna and do my like PT exercises. Nice. I've been doing like, a special elliptical that like helps me move. Like It moves in a different range of motion because it has like floating feet on it. We have the technology. We can rebuild him. Man, we'd better, we'd better rebuild me. I've been able to train in like 
months now. I'm pissed. I'm in pain <laughs> constantly. This sucks. I feel bad for the white belts. You are going to roll with you when you do get back, man. That's going to be gonna fucking gonna crush ugly. white belts to a point. <laughs> well, you feel bad for me or for the white belts? For the white belts. I'll be nice. No, you're not. No, I'm you're a, not. I mean, I'm a pretty nice guy. <laughs> you're gonna wrist lock them and then tell them it's. I don't. Fault. I don't wrist lock the white belts. That's the one thing I don't do. For some reason, I have this weird hang up about wrist locking white. Like, oh, he like a white belt. Like, I gotta go shit. But like wrist lock, I just feel it's like it's just dirty. And like, I love it in competition, but I it, don't understand your moral compass. But hey, props to you. All right. So uh, you got anything else to mail? That's it. All right. As always, I'm Maine with the Grappling Rewind. I'm Emil with the Grappling Rewind. And we will see you on the mats. If you like the show, please consider sharing it on Facebook with the folks at your gym. It's the best way that we grow the show and we really appreciate it. You can reach out to us on email. We also have Instagram. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Google+. Plus. Until that shuts down. We have a website. If you have an event you would like to have us cover, please let us know. If you have a name, like most people do, and you'd like to have us stop butchering it, let us know. Reach out to us. The show is also available on YouTube, Spotify, in addition to iTunes and every other podcast service. We very much appreciate your time and thank you.